Welcome to Off the Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews for Bob Jane T-Mart's tyre and wheel specialists. Oh, it's my favourite time of the week. Other than sitting at home on a Friday night having a pizza and a, a <laughs> sneaky beverage. Uh, Scotty Sattler, hello. Hello, Jace, and hello, everyone. Um, yeah, been pretty interesting. We, I think I would be safe to say that it's been a... It's been a quiet week in rugby league, I would think, well, there's a few compared to most on. weeks. I know the big Sonny Bill Williams arrival has uh, ruffled a few feathers, pardon the pun, with the Roosters, but uh, it's ruffled a few feathers of fans of other clubs of why he would get special treatment. Um, I think I'm part of the minority, but uh, in saying that, there's um, this week has, uh, has been a number of things. Um, the rugby league, but I love what the AFL are doing, the 33 games in 20 days. I think the AFL season has been terrible. It's been abysmal. It's been abysmal. And um, I, I suppose a, a big factor behind that is the, the shortening of the of the quarters. Yeah. What are they going back to, Jace? Uh, 15. 15 minutes. 16 plus, minutes. Is it? No, Four fif- minutes? No, it's 15 minutes plus time on. Yeah. Or so, 16. Something like that. Yeah. So... Ends we're, up being about 25 We're, we're taking the, the entire fatigue out of the game. And that's where the real champions, yep. the cream rises at the top when you've got you know, a young player who hasn't got great experience, they can handle that level of intensity to the point where when fatigue takes over and they can't continue with the intensity, that's when the champions take over. And we're not seeing that at the moment. Well, we spoke to young Lockie from GWS, and he said the same thing. He goes, oh, being a young player, that's when I feel I have an advantage in the last five minutes of every quarter. A lot of energy. Yeah, yeah. and the fatigue starts to kick in. He goes, that's my opportunity to start kicking in. So he said it's been a lot harder from that aspect. I guess... The shortened quarters is going to be better for the AFL now because you've got all these games coming in. Now, I wonder after this festival finishes of footy, have they got the ability to go back to longer quarters? No, I don't think they will, mate, because they've kept it. I think they're going to keep it all season. Um, Maybe finals Mm -hmm. might be a time for it to go back to. I wonder if rugby league. I wonder if rugby league shortened their halves for whatever reason. Whether it have a huge impact in the game. I think it would. It would have a huge impact I, on the game. I think game. the only time you would shorten... Oh, it'd have a massive impact. Mm. You wouldn't see as many tries. and But also, again, fatigue kicking in with the six again and all that sort of stuff. Here's the question for you before we get into the news. Why has rugby league excelled post-COVID with rule changes? Why has AFL gone backwards? It's chalk and cheese now, mate. I used to... Well, we, we just mentioned... We, we're talking about the one word. It can't just be that, though. Well, it is. The rules for rugby league... Have enhanced the have game. Have enhanced the game from a fatigue point of view where the athletes are coming back into the game. The, the players that have got really good skill sets, they've got great vision, they can identify weaknesses, whereas AFL has taken a rule and taken away from the fabric of the game, yeah. which, is, which is experience isn't necessarily important. No. If that makes sense. But have the AFL players not adapted? The rugby league players have adapted. You can see the teams that have adapted well, the props that have adapted well. Mm. Look at Clemmer. All of a sudden, he's got this amazing offload mm. in his game. A lot of these big forwards are running hard. Again, that's because you've got fatigued defences. And they, they but can't. you think the, the you th- sorry mate you think the first ones to be f- fatigued on a team would be the eight and ten yeah and they're the ones that are playing bigger numbers now <laughs> that's like right they're playing seventy d- seventy five minutes some front rows Regan Campbell Gillard eighty minutes so yeah I think that the rule changes have really messed with the fabric of the game with AFL whereas the amount of running you had to do previous is not required anymore right mm. yeah can I then throw something else at you then mm-hmm. I reckon 
the lack of crowds at an AFL game has affected the performance of teams as well. Do you reckon? Yeah, I, I really do. I, it, they're used to playing in front of big crowds. Yeah. NRL, we're not. Yeah. Unless, on, 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 apart from, say, Suncorp. Yeah, you your know, blockbusters, yeah. Yeah, but we're not used to playing in front of big crowds. The Maybe. AFL Maybe. are used to packed crowds. And, the, and they would feed off that. It's not there anymore. Mm. You know, we heard the commentary of the Dusty goal. Very underwhelming. From the commentary yeah. team and no crowd reaction. It would have been about 5,000 people at, at uh, I think that was at Metricon, Metricon Stadium. It was, yeah. There would have been 5,000 people. There's hardly any reaction. Mm. And the commentary team were bored because they're sitting in a booth in Melbourne yeah. calling a game on the sun, uh, on the Gold Coast. Yep. It's, I think all those factors play into it too, Sats. Mm. Yeah, you're right. It's a good point. I think they do. You're a very wise man. All right, very, thank you, mate. Can you tell my wife that, please? Uh, time to get into an NRL news update. Time on Off the Bench to look back on the news of the week. It's been a big week, of course. Uh, well, big-ish. Uh, the big thing is Indigenous Round. Um, and you and our, um, our mates, Gary Belcher, during the week, put together the list of the greatest um, Indigenous team, mm. Australian Indigenous team, a national team, yep. and also your State of Origin sides. I was really surprised you had Scotty Prince at halfback in the Queensland team. You picked the Queensland team. Ahead of who? You can't remember? No. Yeah. Well, you'd play JT at six, right? So JT, JT at, at six, six, yeah. yeah. There's a player originally I missed out on with the Queensland origin, Indigenous origin side, was Justin Hodges. I had Steve Renoff and GI in the centres, but then I thought, no, actually, um, sorry, yeah, yeah, Steve Renoff, but I yeah. end up putting Justin Hodges in in the end. Um, so many, when you look across the list of Indigenous players that have played rugby league, it is, it's simply amazing. It you is know, amazing. My father had a, a great connection with some with some great Indigenous players at South for a number of years, Eric Sims and Kevin Longbottom, just to name a couple, and... South has probably been the most celebrated Indigenous club. Which club in the NRL do you think has the most Indigenous players currently in their top 30 squad, top 36? Well, I would say possibly South. No. North Queensland Cowboys? Gold Coast. Gold Coast. Yeah. Gold Coast has got a big area they call the Bundjalung, which is sort of like the southern end of the Gold Coast, all the way down around through Lismore Casino, Coffs Harbour, or... Um, the far north coast. Great breeding ground for rugby league. Isn't oh, amazing. It was a real empty space there for a while when it came to um, rugby league and identifying talent. A lot of rugby league clubs knew there was great talent around there, but they they didn't really venture into those areas. I remember when I was involved in the, the Gold Coast Titans getting back into the comp for 2007, I, I would spend every second weekend down around Kyogle, um yeah, you know, up around Casino and Lismore and Ballina and Coffs Harbour, and the amount of young talent—fifteen, sixteen, seventeen-year-olds yeah. that, that had that had never been seen by a lot of other clubs—was quite amazing. Titans used to play a couple, or well, at least one preseason game there every year. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and and I know the Swans used to call Coffs Harbour home mm. there for a bit as well, their second home, and the Wallabies. It's kind of a place that's been left now, like kind of deserted. Well, there's opportunities there. In fact, I saw a text on 0499736736. One of our listeners said, um, why don't the Titans or someone play more games in Coffs Harbour as a breeding ground for the club? And I go, why not? Well, I think rugby league is, they've tread warily about going back to Coffs Harbour after the allegations from 2004. You also put together, um, you talked about the greatest Indigenous player and I think you and Badge agreed that Arthur Beach. No, I said Jonathan Thurston. Oh, you said JT. Yeah, I did. I, I just, 
I say that it's like drinking vinegar when you say it because Arthur is the, it's the godfather of, of rugby league. First Indigenous to captain a national side in any sport. Yeah, you know, just amazing. And he was a trailblazer as well. Uh, he, the, the images of him in that first origin. Chris Close, one of the great origin players, Chris Choppy Close, who was a manager of Queensland for many, many years, tells an amazing story as a 19-year-old uh, coming in from Kunnamulla. Or Ch- yeah, I think it was yeah, Kunnamulla he came in for to play the first origin match. And he was sitting in the, gra- in the dressing shed looking at Arthur Beetson and he could recite for you Action by action, everything that he did is he was preparing for the game. This young kid looking up at this great Arthur Beetson and, and the way that he put the boot polish under his eyes. And yeah. Paul Kent told a really good story about it the other night, actually, on, on one of the podcasts, the Matty John's podcast. He said Chris Close would sit there and watch Arthur put the boot polish under his eyes and then he'd put the Vicks up at one nostril, the Vicks up the other nostril. Then he'd strap both hands and both knuckles and he thought to himself, he's going to war this guy. Look yeah. at him. He's putting his war paint on. He's going to war, and guess what? I'm going to follow him into battle. So he was a real trailblazer, Arthur. Um, and when it, but when it came to JT, I think the amount of games he played, Golden Boots, uh, Premiership winner, State of Origins, uh, Test matches, and the effect he's going to have long term on Indigenous health and education. Yeah, I, I think JT. Right. Um, Gordy Tallis put together a really good um, tribute for Indigenous players on Fox League. And, geez, he had some great stuff to say about the um, the what the guy you were talking about, Arthur Beetson. Beetson. Beetson's in for a try! I never really saw him play. But somehow, Arthur lived in my early memory in the unbelievable space, bigger than life. Every time I saw him, He'd ask about my mum and dad. In the dressing room, in the car park, just walking past. How's your mum and dad, Geordie? He always called me Geordie. I wasn't going to argue. Arthur had this warmth about him, a genuine care for us country kids living away from our homes. Well, what a legend. Touching. From all reports, Gordy got really, really emotional while doing that piece uh, for Fox League. It's, uh, it goes for about four and a bit minutes. So, you know, listeners, if you haven't heard it, go to Fox League and watch it. It's, it's honestly, it's worth the visit. It's a very touching tribute. Jack White not happy with the Raiders jersey. Yeah, yeah. I, I suppose he's got he's got a real point as well. He's come out and said he's filthy. He's disgusted that the players weren't um, acknowledged in re- in response to the. To the designing of the jersey. Now you look at the a lot of the jerseys. The South Sydney jersey is probably one of the most celebrated in the sense that they've put they've got all eight Indigenous players that are part of their first grade squad that have um, that have put their handprint and it's their totem and it's their it's their history, it's their story. Yeah, look good on Thursday night. Look great, look great on the white jersey with the black rabbit as well. You know, it's significant. And I think Jack White is a little bit disappointed that he feels though that his club hasn't taken Indigenous round as serious as what others. And it's, he said it's not about Aboriginal players. It's about the Tongans and the Samoans and the, and the Maoris that we've got in our teams as well. You know, we're all Indigenous as, as part of our nations. And the other one thing I like about this is that I do agree with him. I think Canberra I haven't. Do too. I don't I think do Canberra, too, yeah. you know, it's got the normal lime green, but it's just really the sleeves that have got some sort of That's not good enough, art. mate. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. But I like the fact that Jack Whiten... Has called the club out. 
but he feels comfortable in doing it, and yeah. he's yeah. and he's not going to feel like he's going to be ostracized for it. Yeah, you know, and that says to me that we are making really good um, headway yeah. in the right direction. That he can stand up and say that without feeling he's going to be ostracized, which means all the education and uh, is is working. Yeah, it's working, and it's giving people a, a platform. To voice their concerns, and I like that. And it's a great culture at that club where he's able to do that. Yeah. And say, Listen. So hopefully next year he'll be involved in the in the decision making on the design of the jersey. It's that time for an off the bench Friday night preview. All right, we've got the Broncos tonight taking on the Sharks at Suncorp Stadium, seven fifty five. Maybe losing the uh, sorry, winning the first two rounds before we we break for the COVID outbreak. Um, was the worst thing that could happen to a young group. Maybe they thought they were going better than what they really thought they were. And during COVID, rested on their laurels and just expected everyone else to come back the same as what they started the season. Well, that's not the case because it's quite obvious a few of those players didn't train over COVID. Um, and they're, play- they're facing an informed shark side that in form in a sense they've won the last two quite comprehensively. But in saying that, they've beaten sides that uh, in the last couple of weeks that have been struggling themselves throughout the year, the Warriors and, and the Dragons. The Dragons last week, they only got away with it because... Yeah, they shouldn't have won that game. Well, a controversial call that yeah. there was their first try that really um, put the, the Dragons behind the eight ball. Now, now, they lost eight of their last nine games, the Broncos. Most recently, they've been outscored uh, 94 to 8 in defeats to the, well, the West Tigers and also the Melbourne Storm. And they just sit a couple of points ahead of the Bulldogs at the bottom yeah, of the, right. the ladder. Yeah. So, yeah, things aren't looking great for them. The Sharks will be – the good thing about the Sharks is they leak a lot of points, but they can score a lot of points as well. Unfortunately for the Brisbane Broncos, they leak a lot of points <laughs> and they can't score a lot of points. So even when the Sharks have been beaten, for example, they got they got lapped by Penrith, I think it was 52-24, 26. Even that 24-26 or they scored in a losing game would still beat the Broncos currently. So they're going to have too many yeah. points in them, the Sharks. Broncos are going to have to come up with something pretty special. Brody Croft is out with what they say is a shoulder injury. And uh, Darius Boyd goes back to fullback. Uh, Anthony yes. Milford into the halves. The best thing about Milford being the halves is Tom Deard in the halfback. He'll make the job a lot easier for him. I'm not saying we're going to see the Milford that we've seen in years gone by, many years gone by. But I think with Deard in there, he'll make it a little bit easier for him. We saw it last night um, with South when they lost Reynolds. Mm. Someone's got to step up. We saw that with Walker. Amazing. Uh, with Croft out, I, I can't see anyone in that halves stepping up. I mean, Dearden's still learning his trade. Mm. He's still inexperienced. So. Walker's experienced. So Yeah, but I'm saying. Yeah, that's what but, I'm saying. But, but, but the difference Milford's, is. Milford's experienced. Oh, but he just, he just doesn't have it in him. He hasn't got the drive. He hasn't got that. He's got to be dropped, Sats. Yeah, he has to be. Absolutely. They've got to do what Madge did at the West Tigers. It doesn't matter if you don't think you've got anybody. You're giving someone an opportunity who's got enthusiasm and wants to be there. Mm. And that's better than what you got with Milford at the yeah. moment. They've got a 5-8 there that I, I don't think is NRL standard, but you won't know until he's given an actual go. He played the halves last week, Tyson Gamble, but he's a 5-8 naturally. What do you got to lose? Exactly. I think you've got to make a point. You're not making the eight. You've got to make a point. And I think Magic Maguire has done that, like you've said. He's, he's made a statement and his team has... Haven't they responded? Well, they've responded. You know, they've won games. They've lost games. They're not consistent still, but they're playing a tougher brand of rugby league. Yeah. 
And uh, with the Sharks, well, they have been playing. They always play a tough brand of rugby league, but they've got that little bit of polish on them with Sean Johnson. How good has he been? He's been great. Now, Chad Townsend is a big reason why Sean Johnson plays well. Yeah, right. He's out for a number of weeks. Uh, Connor Tracy's a good young halfback. He's going to be in his place. But the really important part for the Sharks has been their bench. This, this uh, Royce Hunt and Jack Williams and um, uh, Talakai, they've they've been really, really, really good coming off the bench. So, um, yeah, I like what the Sharks are doing at the moment. I've got a bet with a friend of mine who's a mad Sharkies fan, a carton of CC and Dry. I don't think the Sharks will make the eight. They're sitting in the eight at the moment. Um, but the way they're playing, they're playing like a top eight side at the moment. So they'll beat the Broncos easily. I think they'll beat the Broncos, and they'll just have too many points for them, I think. Uh, and I, I worry about Darius at fullback, his defence, all that. I just think he'll be exposed. Mm. I don't know if he's got the fitness to be playing there as well. I mean, he surely can't go as bad as Milford last week. What, did Milford run 40 metres? Uh, but yeah, it's just yeah, but about, his, it's about his commitment to the cause. I mean, yeah. there, was a, there was a try scored last week. Uh, from Melbourne, oh, might have been Pappenhausen, whoever it was. Milford, as a fullback, he had his heels on the try line, and he didn't put his body behind the man to try and be the difference between. You know, he's the blockade yeah. between the try line and the, and the player. He just basically let the player just go straight through his left arm, and it was it was so soft. Why, why can everybody else see that, including just us everyday punters, and yet Seabold can't? Because Milford's a player, and I I. I'm guilty of it myself as a fan, a rugby league fan. Guilty as a player. Sorry, Milford is a player that you think is going to come good soon. All right, live by the sword, die mm, by the exactly. sword. Exactly. This is Off the Bench. Thanks to Bob Jane T-Marts. Get 20% off, uh, up to 20% off top brands like Monster and PDW Wheels. Only at Bob Jane T-Marts. This is Off the Bench for Bob Jane T-Marts. Tire and wheel specialists. We'll be back shortly. Welcome back to Off the Bench for Bob Jane T-Marts, tyre and wheel specialists. On Off the Bench, a Thursday night NRL review. With the kick, the tackle count or restart. He's lost the ball. It's been picked up by Corey Norman. It's a foot race. Norman. Corey Norman stepping back inside, gets away from oh. Walker, then finds Matt Dufty in support. He'll go the length of the field to score, but I'm sure they'll check it. We've got Adam Reynolds in back play with an injured shoulder. Now he got the ball and then lost it, and it was picked up by St. George Illawarra. Matt Dufty has scored. We're going to check. The referee, Ashley Klein, says... Try. Norman goes out the back to Dufty. Oh. Now Aiken in enormous space. What was Campbell Graham doing? Dufty's lurking and scores. Oh. Well, Dufty scores off the pass from Aiken. What? Last time it was Aiken scoring off the pass of Dufty. And the Dragons have gone crash bang wallop. It is 14-0 with a kick to come. He plays the ball back. McInnes, tackle number four. Dufty oh. intercepts. Away they go. They won't catch Shot Johnson. Chasing or is it Gagai? Johnson it is who races away. They won't catch him. They've turned defence into attack. And Alex Johnston has scored the try for South Sydney. 16-10 with a kick to come. Am I the only one that's surprised? There is Johnson. Goes down the touchline. Away from Ravalawa. Kicks inside for Norman. Bounce important. It's away from him. But into the hands of Mitchell. And Latrell Mitchell scores the try. It got away from Cody Walker into the hands of Latrell Mitchell and they've scored a try out of nothing. 
The Rabbitohs will soon level it at 16 apiece at 16-14 with a kick to come. I can't believe that they are about to level the score. It's been all the Dragons, but really good play there down the left-hand side from about 80 metres out. Murray and Cook plays the ball back, 30 out from the line. Here is Sailor in a set. Uh -oh. Johnson's going to get a hat-trick. He's racing away. Dufty's chasing. I don't think he's going to get there. Over the 20, over the 10, and Alex Johnson gets himself a hat-trick. And two of those passes were from intercepts. Two of the tries from intercepts for Alex Johnson. And has that sealed the game? 30 points to 20 with a kick to come. Well, what would be frustrating Ooh. for coach Paul McGregor is knowing that in the first half, South scored a try, exactly the same movement. Cook, long ball to Walker, seems to be running better. Gagai, hands in the corner they go. The try to Alex Johnson. The Rabbitohs have scored 20 unanswered points. Well, Zach Lomax has done a Campbell Graham. Just what Graham did in the first half, he came flying out of the line, defending it right centre, exactly the same. Thought he could cut the ball off or intercept or something. Has come up with nothing, the Dragons defender. It's a good long ball from Walker. It goes straight out there to Gagai, and he just tips it on to Alex Johnston. It was simple in the end. Cook, now it comes through the hands, Walker. Here they come again. Down goes Gagai. He goes between two, but tackled there, and coming in late, ben Brazil Hunt. should have been penalised, or at least they're all offside here, the Dragons, surely. Ben Hunt was the man that made the tackle, as Gary oh. said. Now Walker goes into open space. Beautiful pass, and the Dragons have opened up to allow South to hit the lead again. 24-20 with a kick to come. Cody Walker gets his second. Oh, he's having a night, isn't he, Cody Walker? He's the one that's really turned the tide in favour of, of the Rabbitohs. They come down the left-hand side with a nice left-hand movement. Into touch goes Lomax, and that will be it. South Sydney have won this game somehow, and they've won it 32 points to 24. It was 16 all at half-time. The Dragons led 16-0 after 16 minutes. And South have won 32 points to 24. Entertaining game. Very entertaining first half. Great game. Great game. Jeez, I was worried at 16-0 uh, down as a Rabideau supporter, Sats. Yeah, it's high intensity. I, I love the way the Dragons come out of the blocks, Jace. Um, Latrell Mitchell was great. Alex Johnson, one of our favourites, he, he was great as well. Cam Murray was good. Um, but Cam Murray... Cam Murray was unbelievable. Well, he, he plays like he's 110 kilos. And he's got to remember he's not. He's about 93. Uh, but Cody Walker's the one that after the, the injury to Adam Reynolds, and we're even saying in that NRL Nation call, we are saying, well, I can't see the Rabbits having the direction, the kicking game, to be able to, to beat the Dragons after such a good lead. But Cody Walker, just through his experience, just grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck. A very emotional week, a week for yeah. all Indigenous players. Yeah. And every point that was scored by the Rabbits was an Indigenous player. It's, it's a touching tribute, but just an even an even better performance by Cody Walker to just to be able to take control of that side and guide them to, what, 20 unanswered points. Yeah, mate, and the, the kicking game from Cody Walker wasn't exceptional, but it was good enough. Yeah, it's, it's an ugly kicking game, it's enough to get the game, job done. The running game. Yeah. And what I liked, he just, I mean, he, he backed up for a try. I think it's Liam Knight's first try assist, by the way, in, in the NRL. He was more excited than Cody Walker when he scored the try. But what, what I loved about South, they showed some flair on that left edge. And, mm. the, and the, the, the piece that's been missing in this puzzle has been Mitchell at fullback. His delivery 
to his outside men was just you, you can't expect too much from from Latrell from your own try line up until about the halfway. His kick return's never going to be great. It's never going to no. be Tedesco or Matt Dufty like because he just doesn't have the speed. Yeah. It's just going to be like a it's going to be like a diesel truck coming back, and you've just got to be able to have really good contact on him. But the minute he passes that halfway line into the attacking zone, that's when he's dangerous. His, his ability to fire a pass and, and hit the mark without you having to alter your run whatsoever, yeah. it's, it's amazing. You know who was impressive last night for the Rabbitohs? Sirenin. Good player, Bally Sirenin. Wasn't he, he was just a quiet achiever out yeah, there. Yeah, he's a very good, good player. Very, very good player. Now, for the Dragons, though, would be ruining um, the the – Back end of that game with the opportunities they had, leading 16-0, leading into halftime, then going in at 16-all. Uh, but Matty Dufty, the continued outstanding improvement of Matty Dufty, the control that he's taking, um, was outstanding last night. NRL Nation, uh, the Metricon Player of the Year points was uh, Gary Belcher had it last night. The one point Dufty, two points Murray, three points Cody Walker. I think it's on the money because uh, so the guy scored Dufty, three tries, Johnson. <laughs> Yeah, it's a winger. Get a point. Wingers don't get points. Gary Belcher picking, favouring fullbacks. The thing about it, I thought he would have picked a winger because he made his test taboo on the wing. So he's how does he not he's give to wingers one point? Because the argument is that wingers just finish off. <laughs> he, he took two intercepts. two intercepts and ran eighty each time. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's a pretty good defensive move. Wasn't season's it? over for the Dragons. Uh, Mathematically, yeah. they can still it make it, but yeah. it's over. Yeah, it's over. Alrighty, mate. That's our uh, review of uh, Thursday night football. This is off the bench. We'll be back in just a moment. This is off the bench for Bob Jane Tmart's tire and wheel specialists. We'll be back shortly. On Off the Bench, time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland is racing. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Time to get a Racing Queensland update. And Kobe's uh, joining me on the phone right now. Uh, G'day, Kobe O'Brien. G'day, Jason. Nice to be back, mate, after a... Bit of, bit of a spell back first up for uh, for another chat and hopefully a few more, yeah. <laughs> how, how do you go first up, Kobe? What's your form like, mate? Best form first up, mate. Just um, I like to be kept nice and fresh. Many race clubs starting to open back up. You know, just racing hasn't stopped throughout this whole period. And I suppose the clubs that did lose out were the non-tab races that, you know, there was no bookies on course, no pages on course, no bars operating, but... We saw last week Longreach opened up their races for the first uh, patron day and it was as many people obviously swooped up those tickets as possible. Bookies are back on course, so I guess with owners as well, um, you know, you can have a pun on your horse and you can you can get a bit more money back there, so including as well as the prize money. So, yeah, um, so Gold, Gold Coast, uh, Doombin and Toowoomba, I think, are the... Provincial, uh, Metro Provincial meets this weekend. There are four more non-tabs as well. So racing in Queensland, sort of as uh, getting back to as strong as it can be. All right, mate. You did pretty well first up. I think you won by a nose, Kobe. Well done, <laughs> my friends. Um, Hopefully, we will probably... fitness season is through next start. Be better <laughs> yeah, for the right. run. <laughs> Kobe O'Brien from Racing Queensland. Thanks for your time today on Sports Day. And for the latest Queensland racing news meetings and form, visit racingqueensland.com.au. Get racing, gamble responsibly. Cheers, Kobe. No drums at all. Talk shortly. Who gets a mention in our Off the Bench Performance of the Week? Mario Sats, who gets uh, your mention this week? Performance of the Week? AFL. I'm, I love the 33 games in 20 days. They've got to get as many games out of the way. And 
player welfare goes straight out the window when this uh, when we take well, this approach. Is what we talked about at the front of the show. Yeah, the shortened quarters. The shortened quarters. Yeah, uh, but uh, I, I'm really looking forward to to just watching a footy festival. And you know, I love my rugby league, but my one of my second favourite sports is is the AFL. I love the Lions. I've got a soft spot for the Swans as well. Um, I was always a, Sp- a Peter Spider Everett fan. Wherever he went, I, I supported um, St Kilda first. Did you? Then went to the Swannies, yeah. And um, so I'm really looking forward to watching more of the games. And yeah, I, I hope the, the the level of the uh, of the game incre- uh, improves. But um, I'm, just, I'm just loving. I'm sort of a little bit envious. I'd love to see a, like a footy festival of 33 games of rugby league over 20 God, days. Right mm. um, mate, my performance of the week was Johnston with uh, two intercepts for South. Yep. Um, oh, three tries. Mm. Still didn't get a vote from Gary Belcher. I'm still shocked by that. But yeah, but the wingers. Oh, that was a good performance by him. It and South great... are now saying that we're looking at ways of keeping him because they announced earlier in the season they were letting him go. Well, I think they want to do it for his, one. I think they want him to go out and earn what he deserves to earn on the open market. Mm. And he's probably getting paid unders at yeah. South. And you've got to take your health to South for allowing the kid to earn as much money as possible. He loves that jersey, mate. Oh, he that, does. That's half the battle, finding yeah. players that love that jersey. Exactly. If I was South, I'd be doing everything I can. I've always been a fan, mate, and so have you. But I'd be doing anything I can to uh, to keep him. Right now, though, um, it's time to – this concept that's going around at the moment from our mates at Click Frenzy is brilliant. It's – um. This is a great initiative. Yeah, it's a virtual mm. canteen where on August 20, you can buy stuff for your local tuck shop at your sporting club and all the money goes to that sporting club. Hey, look, to tell us more, we've got the uh, the CEO of Click Frenzy on the line, Grant Arnick. G'day, Grant. Thanks for having me, guys. Exciting. Sounds, sounds like a great idea, but um, a little bit tricky for us to try to uh, tell listeners exactly what's going on. So tell us about the virtual canteen that's that's happening with uh, Click Frenzy Ultimate Virtual Pie Night. Yeah, so look, Click Frenzy, we've been around for quite a few years now. We produce these high-energy um, online shopping events where bargain hunters come and see um, you know, hundreds of retailers and thousands of deals, and we're doing our first sports event. But what we're really excited about, um, this is happening on August 20, what we're really excited about is we, we're looking you know, across Australia at uh, what's happening with covid and uh, community sport in particular. So I'm a you know footy hack myself who's trying to get a game this year and can't do anything down here in Victoria. Yeah. And um, uh, so much community sport is, is down and out at the moment. Um, it's a real struggle. It's part of the social fabric. So what can we do to, to help that? And we've come up with this idea of the virtual canteen. Um, so as part of our event, what we're doing is offering every sporting club across Australia. It doesn't have to be a footy club. It could be an ice hockey club or a softball club or archery. Um, it, it, everyone's welcome. But, you know, we're particularly looking to raise funds for those clubs who are really struggling. And the whole concept is, look, you can't get to the game to go and buy a pie and go and buy a sausage roll or a snag and help out your local um, local team. You know, I know it's happening in, in some parts of the country, but overall um, yeah. it's been pretty pretty disrupted this year. So we're doing the virtual canteen to, to re- replace that um, and give it an online boost at, at scale where we're inviting um, everyone on, on August 20 to come and be part of Australia's ultimate pie night. It runs right through through the weekend, so it's not just the one night. But, uh, yeah, buy, buy a virtual pie, buy a virtual sausage roll to support your, your local community club um, and give a big boost to community sport because, you know, uh, a, a few donations can add up quickly to a couple of thousand bucks and that 
that can be the difference between going to the wall or surviving next year yeah. for, for a lot mm. of these clubs that are on the edge. So that's, that's the idea. Yeah, August right. 20, as you said, is a pretty important date for this uh, virtual canteen. And so is it going to be selected items you can buy, Grant, from the uh, virtual canteen? Yeah, look, we're still working out the menu. A few people are having input into that. We we'll certainly have some, some virtual veggie stuff as well. You've got to have, have that. But, um, uh, yeah, just a, just a range of different items. And, you know, if, you, if you're a heavy hitter and you want to buy 100 pies, we'll, we'll let you do that as well to, to support your local club. But, yeah, look, we think it's, it's – yeah, a lot of people are buying into the idea, which we're really excited about. Um, we think it's got a lot of, lot of um, merit and we've had a lot of clubs and a lot of different sports interested and, and we're really you know, keen to get this, the sports industry right behind it across Australia. We know Australia is such a sporting nation. Um, you know, there were reports, pretty recent reports, suggesting that one in four clubs might go under as a result of COVID. And so this, this is just you know, a small thing we can do to not let right. that happen. But you know, the way it's going, it, it could raise millions of dollars and, and, and that would be um, you know, a massive, massive result and we'd, we'd be absolutely stoked. Yeah, it's a tremendous idea, Grant. And uh, Jace, our producer, he's a little bit concerned that by virtual, if he orders 20 pies, that he actually can't physically pick them up to, er- to eat them. So, But if I'm a junior club, how do oh, I get well, involved? We might look after him down the track. Yeah, look, <laughs> yeah. Um, we've we'll tried to make it really simple. So um, all the information is at clickfrenzy.com.au. But, the, yeah, the, we're trying to take all the pain away from the clubs. We know everyone's under-resourced. And, and even at the sports industry level, there's been a lot of layoffs. So... Um, whereas, you know, in, in our world, e-commerce is going all right. So we're trying to make it easy. Just go to clickfrenzy.com.au and, and register. You just need to supply a logo um, and details as long as you can do that. Um, you're in. And if you can't supply a logo, let us know. We'll, we'll try and help out with that as well. Beautiful. Rightio. Well, we think it's a great idea. And I, I know it's going to go off this. It's uh, it's in about three weeks' time. If yeah. You go to click, yeah. If you go to clickfrenzy.com.au, and I've just done that, Right on the front page is Click Frenzy Sports, and uh, you can sign up as a as a as a club, or you can, uh, of course, as you said, get involved online uh, yourself in a few weeks' time. So great stuff, Grant. Thanks for joining us, mate. No worries. Thanks for the support, guys. Very exciting. This is off the bench for Bob Jane Tmart's tire and wheel specialists. We'll be back shortly. Welcome back to Off the Bench for Bob Jane Tmart's tire and wheel specialists. The winners, the losers, the how and the why. Let's get stuck into our off-the-bench footy tips. All right, let's look at the rest of the games in round 12 of Indigenous Round. Roosters versus Titans, 3 o'clock at the SCG. Roosters, yeah, I don't think they'll have any problems there. But uh, In saying that, I, I don't think they'll do it as easily as what a lot of people are anticipating, but I think they'll win. Okay. Uh, Queensland Country Bank Stadium, Cowboys versus Raiders. Uh, Raiders. I like the Raiders' side, actually, even without Josh Hodgson and Charles Nickel Clockstat. They've got John Bateman back. They've got Corey Harawira and Naira on the bench. You're like, it's a uh, good side. You're like um, old mate, uh, Rappenar at fullback. I like him you? at fullback. I think he's going to be really dangerous at fullback. How am I going? Old mate. Old mate. How good? Is that? Is that he's not, like 29 or something. It's yeah. not. It's not. Good broadcast quality to say, old mate. Yeah. And old mate's got the ball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Didn't Rabs do that yeah. in a game? Big he fella. Would. Big this fella. Big, big fella. Yeah, yeah. goes out to the big fella. He <laughs> forgot it was uh, Mal Meninga. That's right. How do you forget it was Mal Meninga? <laughs> uh, 7.35, Lotto Land Seagulls versus Panthers. What a game yeah, this will be. Panthers. It'll be a great game, yeah, but uh, Panthers. I just think they've got a little bit too much class. I'm looking forward to this game tomorrow, Arvo. Bulldogs versus Eels. They're traditionally, these two. Yeah, yeah. And and you know what I like about this? The Bulldogs are improving. 
they are improving. I mean, with the rain in Newcastle last week, it, what the rain has the ability to do, it takes all skill out of a side. Yeah. Your passes are short passes as opposed to long passes, so yeah. you can really tighten up your defence. And the Bulldogs love that. They love that getting into the grind and rolling their sleeves up and making things uncomfortable for you. And if, if they don't have the talent to go with you um, player by player, but they can do it as a group defensively. And they did that last week against Newcastle. Is it harder for a team to back up after they've played in a, like a wet game like that at Newcastle? No, not really. Because the grounds aren't bog, boggy anymore, are they? No, no. They're pretty good surfaces. and um, unbelievable surfaces. It, yeah. it poured down, not just rain. It poured for yeah, two hours Yeah, it looks like carpet. Newcastle. It looks great. All the fields now, they're so well maintained. So, yeah, I, I think Parramatta will win, but yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, what about this game? Storm Knights. Jeez, if the Knights... Tough one to pick. But if the Knights had a number nine, mm. you'd go, this is hard. But I think because of that. It's because the Storm have got a good number nine, the best number he nine. Right. He goes not too bad. So, yeah, I think the Melbourne Storm will win that. Uh, Sunshine Coast Stadium, good crowd too. They yeah. always get good crowds up there they with do. obviously the Queensland um, Queensland limitations are a little bit better than New South Wales at the moment with yeah. crowds. and. Sunshine Coast is is home. It's the second home of the storm anyway, yeah, you know, because yeah. there's so many players come from that area. Rightio, before we go. Before we go, on Off The Bench, what's got us excited across the weekend of sports? What do you got for us? What I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to um, doing some gardening in my new house. Yeah, I've got to do that too. We nearly finished the I've only, got a real, I've only got a little tiny sort of garden, so I'm looking forward to doing that. I'm getting rid of all bark and putting rocks in. So I can do I'll that. swap you. You take my rocks I'll, and I'll take your bark. There we go. That's I've just deal. gotten rid of all my rocks. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I just, you know what, know what we did? We put it on Gumtree, mate, and people come and take it. Are you fed income? Yeah, we go. Bloke oh. paid us 50 bucks to take our rocks. <laughs> and I'm going, mate, you know you've paid me to take these rocks and you're shoveling them. Can you come and empty my uh, clean up my wife's wardrobe? <laughs> um, say then? My, uh, what I'm looking forward to is. 30 for 30 documentary, Long John Daly. It's called Hit It Hard. Okay. Unbelievable, apparently. Can't wait to watch it. Is it brand new? Yeah, it's one of the newer ones out of the 30 for 30 uh, ESPN. Um, he's, of course, the 1991 USPGA champ, won a major when he was a, what they call an alternate. He wasn't even guaranteed a position, but he got a phone call at 2 o'clock that morning saying, yeah, you're, you're, you're ready in. to go. And he would have been up. And Yeah, ended up winning it. He had this great saying. <laughs> Um, Long John Daly, grip it and rip it. There you go. Yeah, I can't oh, wait to watch that. Oh, I think I told you about my mate who was Ian Baker Finch's cat. Yeah. And Ian Baker Finch won the British Open he did. that year. And all the majors, winners, get together for a weekend away. And he oh. said he was – because I told him once mm. how Daly is one of my favourite golfers, you know. He said, oh, I spent a weekend with him, went through the whole thing. He goes, you know, he could have been an NFL player. He was, he was an amazing arm. Really? He could have been a quarterback. Wow. Incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Just gifted. Mm. And I hear his son's gifted too. Oh, okay. His yeah, son's not yeah, a great golfer mullet. as well. Yeah, yeah. great mullet. Mate, I'm – What are you? What are oh, you that's why to? I loved him. <laughs> um, mate, I'm just looking forward to the Swans St Kilda this weekend. I want to see how well the Swans go. After beating Hawthorne last week, I'm really excited about this new – young crop of players the Swans are bringing through. They've had no choice, Sats. Yeah. They've had to bring them on. So mm. I'm looking forward to watching that on Saturday afternoon. I think it's about five o'clock. So a couple of quiet beverages and a steak on the barbie. What do you reckon? Yep. Sounds good. All right, are you a rump or a T-bone man? Uh, I'm a rump man, man. I'm a rump man. I've I think the bone is always it's, – it's a weight – where the bone is, there could be meat there. Yeah. Yeah. And you, I look terrible just chewing on a bone. <laughs> and Sats, I've always liked a good rump. 
You know what I mean? Uh, so you carry one around. Yeah, right. Not talking about mine, mate. Uh, listen, uh, have a great weekend, everyone. This has been Off the Bench for Bob Jane, T-Marts, Tyrone Will Specialist. Catch you next week.